0: Welcome to the Money, Motivation & More podcast. My name is Robert Geniac, and I'm author of the international bestseller, Rich is a State of Mind. And this episode is entitled, The Glass is Half Full, Part 2. I'm continuing the clip show we started in Part 1, snippets of a conversation with Richard Killeen, licensed insolvency trustee, around the issues of personal finance, money, investing, doing better things overall with our finances, And in this episode, we're going to kick things off with a pretty big question. What is the biggest single thing we can do to improve our financial situation? Uh, What is the biggest single thing that somebody can do to improve their financial situation? If I were to boil it to one thing, Richard, I'd probably boil it to one word, and the word is no. It's a word that most people in today's day and age are incredibly unfamiliar with, Mm -hmm. because They've never said no, they've never had no said to them. Sometimes as parents, we don't say it enough to our kids, right? You know, can I, can I have the new Xbox XYZ kill em video game? No. You know, do I want to go out and buy a new Lexus GS 450? Yes, but no, because the more often we say no to ourselves, the more successful we will be in the long term. That doesn't mean I'm against spending money. Spending money is a great thing, right? We we work hard, we earn money, we should spend some and enjoy what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But the reality is the more often we say no and delay the gratification, the more successful we can be with our finances. Mm -hmm. So now we know. It's the word no. It's also a complete sentence, by the way, and it will have a major impact on your financial success. Next question? How do we go about saving money? That should be obvious to anybody that if you want to plan for your financial future, it's going to incorporate an element of savings in it. uh, At the very least, yeah. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that now. One of the things that is, is difficult for all of us to grasp is that if we want a better or different tomorrow, then we have to do different things today. And as it relates to money, that generally the first basic building block is saving money, spending less money than you earn. Now, there are a number of different ways we can attempt to do that, but at the end of the day, taking that first step, saving dollar one or dollars one through five, can be a, a significant challenge. At the same time, there are some simple things we can do, I think, that will help us along that path. One of the examples I used in the book, if any of us were to go through a salary reduction. If our employer came along and said, sorry, times are tough, we can keep the business open, but we've got to reduce everybody's salary by 5%. Our our first reaction generally wouldn't be, hey, I'm out of here, and I'm looking for a new job. It'd be like, wow, this really sucks. Okay, what do I do now? One of the things I encourage people to do is, if you're having problem saving dollar $1, pretend you just got a 5% reduction in pay. You get to spend all the rest, but that 5% Mm -hmm. has to be set aside for things that you're going to do in the future. While you're doing that, you may go look for a new job. You may create a side hustle that brings in a few extra dollars. There's a number of things you can do on that front. It's taking that first step that is the most critical piece, Richard. And by essentially treating it as a fait accompli, where the thing it's done, you just don't have that 5% anymore. Right. right? And put that 5% in a bank account mm-hmm. that's not linked to your debit card. Right. Because we all know what It'll it's disappear. like. It'll disappear, yes. It, it, you're out on a Saturday night, you're out with some friends, it's like, well, I, I need yep. 50 bucks. Oh, wait a second, I'll take it out now and I'll put it back in on Tuesday. Uh-huh. No, it's not going, It's it's gone. Mm-hmm. So make sure that it's in an account that, Is not easily accessible. Does Wimpy buy his hamburgers like that? Sort of like that. So yeah, I'd gladly pay you next week for a burger I can have today. That's right. So the secret's out. Pay yourself first, spend the rest, and put that money someplace where it cannot be accessed easily. Next up, why is money so emotional for so many people? Uh, You say in the book uh, that people, everybody's interested in money, and I find that fairly easy to believe. But you also say that people are afraid of it. There's a lot of emotion around money. And it's not just a Canadian thing, I I think it's more of a global thing. Money tends to make us feel like we're not successful. I tell people all the time, money, money is a crappy way to keep score in life. But the reality is, for many of us, it's the only way we've got to keep score, or we think we do, because we're always comparing ourselves to others. We compare ourselves to the people we live next door to, the people we're related to, the people we work with. We're always critical of people who look like they have more money because we wonder what did they do to get this money? Was it illegal or moral or some other thing? Somehow if I don't have enough money, however much that is, then somehow I have failed and done something wrong. Would that be because like it or not, money is one of the very, very few objective things with which we can measure things. It it's hard is, to measure how much love you're receiving or giving, right? <laughs> Absolutely. When, you know, it's numbers, it's paper. We yeah. write it down, we add it up, we divide it, and we can see it yeah. in black and white. But the emotion that goes along with that is where most of us get pretty messed up as it relates yeah, that's to where money. the fear comes in. It, and it's where the fear comes mm-hmm. in because we, we always think we're not good enough. What what if I don't measure up? Yeah, what if I can't do it? But the thing that I always try to caution people is when you're making that comparison, make sure that you're comparing reality to your reality. Mm-hmm. In, in the age of social media, I try to convince people all the time. Social media is not real. When we see people we know vacationing in Mexico right. or they're standing beside a new car, or we go like, holy crap, they've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. They never post the picture of them on social media at 2.45 in the morning, curled up in the fetal position in bed, can't sleep because their visa bills due Friday and they don't have the money. No, they post the picture of their meal dining out or, or a sporting event or on vacation and their life looks great. We then feel bad about ourselves going, why can't I do all of that? Well, we could, we just have a different plan. I say it a lot and I'm going to say it again. Money is a crappy way to keep score. And also, don't forget that social media is not the real world. It's simply everybody's best day all the time. And the less attention you pay to it, the better off you'll be financially. I hope you've enjoyed the Glasses Half Full Part 2. I'm looking forward to bringing you Part 3 very soon. This has been another episode of Money, Motivation, and More, and I'm your host, Robert Geniak. If you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts, thank you very much. If you could go to the app or the website and please leave us a rating, I would appreciate it. Money, Motivation, and More is also available via Blueberry, CastBox, Player FM, or at the robertgeniac.com website. If you're hearing it someplace else, I'd be grateful if you would let me know. I always like to know where our podcast is being listened to. I'm also open to feedback and suggestions about future topics for the podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening.